Welcome to the Allow Me to Clarify podcast. If you are a returning listener, then I thank you for continuing to show up and listening to these episodes. If you are new to this podcast, then please know that this is all about inspiring and encouraging you to live out your fullest potential. I really bring on guests that I believe will support you in opening your mind, opening your hearts, and really give you the courage and example of knowing that you can live your version of your fullest potential. Other people are doing it. It is not as challenging or as complicated or as scary as we believe it is. I'm not saying you're not going to get judged. I'm not saying you're not going to feel fear. I'm just saying that those things are often hyped in our minds and they are a lot less challenging to push through than we often make them out to be. So these are people that I have on this podcast who really break through that mold and take their lives into their own hands. So I think I have a great guest for that today with Chelsea Kamen. She kind of took a more traditional path, if you will, with her education and really making sure that she was going to be a respected person in her specific industry. And she did that and she was doing quite well at it, but ultimately through a series of events, she decided basically to continue to deepen into her own gifts and is now tapping into her fullest potential where I I feel like she was kind of living out a portion of that, but it didn't feel all the way right. And now she has expanded herself and is really able to blossom into sharing the gifts that she is meant to share with the world in a bigger, deeper, more intentional way. So I know you're going to love this one. You can connect with Chelsea through the notes section of this podcast. There's all the places of where to find her. And if you do like it, definitely leave a rating or a review. Enjoy. Hi, Chelsea. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Claire? <laughs> I am so pleased. As we're recording this, it's the first day of spring, so oh. we're we're feeling the springy oh, energy. Oh, I'm feeling it. I was like, let's get this pink little jacket out. Let's do this. You're not seeing this, people, but... If you could see, it's a total vibe. She's like... <laughs> Thank you. Glowing Thank you. pink right now in the best <laughs> possible way. <laughs> but for everybody listening, you heard the intro. Um, this is Chelsea Kamen, the voice witch, maybe mm-hmm. the name that you know her by. And I'm just so excited to have you here today. Thank I mean, you. we're we're just gonna be chatting about I'm all excited. The, all the things. Like, I know. I'm ready. We're we're definitely on the same wavelength. And obviously, we're gonna be diving into like what you actually do today and how your journey has evolved and all of that. But I would love to start with how you got to where you're at today. I always think that's fascinating for people to hear and understand, you know, especially with somebody who's got that, you know, classical education background that led you to where you're at today. And like, just for a little bit more context, please obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you are so much more than a 
you know, a singing voice coach now, what you do is literally help people to activate their voices as, you know, channels for healing and authentic expression and creation. So again, we'll get into that, but how did you get there? (laughs) So just like every other little girl who was a little neurodivergent, (laughs) you decide, (laughs) okay, I like the stage. I like to sing. And that's kind of my villain origin story. Um, I just always, I was always singing, always, always singing. Um, That was always my first love. Um, But I grew up with parents that, you know, also encouraged me to have a a degree in something that would get me a standard job and I would be taken care of and good. Um, So eventually it came time for me to pick a major out and I decided to um, major in singing and vocal performance. And then a piano tuner came over and said, that's a silly degree to get. Um, but it is not, uh, it is not. Um, so instead that, uh, made my parents say, you know, that guy like really scared us. Let's, let's try music education. Um, so I was like, fine, whatever, whatever path I could get to appease all parties. I was like, fine, you know what? This makes me happy. This makes them happy. They want me to be a teacher. I can be a teacher. I love helping people. Yeah, this checks the boxes for all of us. This did check, right, exactly. This checked everybody's boxes. And listen, I'm very, very grateful. My parents helped me pay for my education. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do something. I'll make them happy. It's fine. Um, so I studied music education, um, all four years of my undergraduate and I was student teaching and all throughout student teaching, I, I had, um, eh, experiences, not, not so great. You know, we all have terrible internships. We all have our, again, origins of, um, you know, deception in the thing that we're working through. Anyone that's doing a field placement, um, you know, you're not actually going to be working like that with other people. You know that you're yes. going to be doing something greater. Um, but it you really, always learn something, even if it's oh, yeah. not what you came in to learn. Oh, absolutely. There were lessons. Yes. There were lessons. <laughs> so while I was over there achieving all of my life lessons and everyone else seemed to be having like normal student teaching experiences, um, I always had this... I don't know why, but I've always been kind of polarizing for people because the people, it's like, for what? Because I just do what I want to do without any apologies. And I'm just. Well, yeah, that that's polarizing just because most people don't. They're scared to do that. But it's so funny because I've always been like that, but I didn't, I didn't know. And so we, yeah, right. So it's wild when you just like say it outright, like, oh, wow, living as your authentic self is polarizing. That's weird. But most people are hiding parts of themselves and don't do that. So (laughs) yeah. And the thing is, I always wanted to be seen as nice and good. But then I also noticed also my Long Island's coming out in Indiana. Oh, boy. But um, yeah, I also noticed that. uh, Yeah. Even though I was so nice and everything, I people still didn't like me in some way. Anyway, that's a <laughs> little tangent. So I always noticed I was a little polarizing. So those educators didn't quite like me for some reason. And it was um, because I was just artsy, creative. I still stayed true to the craft and like helped support the students. And I've always been like that. I've always been like besties with my students in a in an appropriate way but like always very encouraging always have had that kind of energy about me in my early 20s all throughout my 20s and my 30s so um but to see it in a 20 something it's like hold on now who are you so um i was feeling quite defeated from that this is a long story but defeated from that um 
You're like, I just want I them. love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Honestly, no, this is, this is the story. Like that's you. what this we want to hear. That's, yeah, this I feel is like the story. you have to know how you get from A and to I, Z. I like to share it because it was such a big shame of mine for so long. And I think that um, sharing how I came to be this artsy fartsy, like sound healer, um, voice coach, I think it's important for people to hear this because so many of us get a, get a degree in nursing and then decide, oh my God, I want to be on Broadway. <laughs> um, so it's, it's totally, it's very inspiring for people that are looking to like get out of that realm. So yes. um, I try to share my story, uh, you know, with people that are looking for that change. So, um, and I like to be that beacon because if people see me transforming appropriately and, and transforming into my truest being, I think it inspires other people without me having to coach them through it. It just is inspiring. So leading by example, 100%. Right, right. Do as I say, not as I do, but like do, do as I do. Um, but, but like notice what I'm doing and do it in your own way. Right. Right. So I try to, I try to be that way anyway. Um, uh, it was discouraging after my undergraduate, um, but I still had so much passion to keep learning music education and to, you know, continue studying. So, um, you know, on a whim, I, I just applied to a bunch of master's programs. Um, and one of the, the whim was, let's just shoot for Columbia University. Like, let's just see. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? I, you know, I, I just thought, and I guess I, at the time, my husband, my then fiance, um, he said, you know, I think he encouraged me to do it. <laughs> he claims he does. I'm like, I don't even remember. It's all a blur. But I think he, he did encourage and say, you know, yeah, you can do this. Absolutely. And like made me a little delusional enough to like just put in the application. And I figured it's 50 bucks you know what? Yeah. Like, let's just try it. It's $50. And, um, you know, a hundred essays later, but I thought, well, what if I could prove it to myself? What if I could show myself? Because I just came from a low, low point where people weren't validating me. Um, I really wasn't seen in my undergraduate program. I was not the superstar that I was like thinking I was because I was coming from high school where, you know, I was like one of like, the better singers, you know, there is no, as a voice coach now, it's like, that's not the thing. But in my childhood brain, I'm like, I'm I'm the best, you know, like, oh yeah. And we all experience some version of that, like going from high school and then going to college and being like, oh, wow, this is starkly different. (laughs) Right. Starkly. (laughs) I love that. Um, So yeah, I went and uh, applied and this was when applications just started being online in 2011. So I was like, I, the last time I did an application, I mailed it in like an elderly millennial, millennial. Um, That was when I was applying to undergrad. So I was like, right in the first wave of the online applications too. Exactly. Exactly. And now the kids are like, I I apply with a QR code. Um, (laughs) So I applied um, a couple of months later in April. I, I learned that I got in, um, freaked out. You know, th- this was a huge accomplishment for me because as a neurodivergent queen, um, f- my whole life I felt as though I wasn't smart enough. So that's a wound that I had to work through. And then I get into Columbia and I'm like, oh, shoot, am I? <laughs> so then it starts hitting me am I smart? Like, am I, 
what is happening? My identity right. is completely shifting right. in front of my eyes it and I don't know what to do did. with it. And I think people saw me getting into Columbia like, oh, she thinks she's hot stuff or whatever. I literally sat in that like, what? <laughs> like, Am I Elle Woods? Did Mia, I just get into Harvard? I was just like <laughs> Mia Thermopolis style. Like, what? Yes. I'm a descendant of <laughs> royalty. Am I a um, princess? Right. Am I actually a princess right now? So that's that's truly where my mindset was. I was not at all thinking like, yes, I'm going to get in and I deserve this. It was a, a lot of a lot of limiting beliefs. But then I got to Columbia and I, I was able to shine because I could rise to that occasion. And so I learned how to kind of like put myself out there a little bit more confidently. I ended up becoming a teaching assistant and I really loved that. I was also performing in the city in a choir. So I was doing everything that I really, really loved, studying higher education, performing, all that. Real life hits. And I'm like, shoot, I need a job now. I need to stop doing the whole like higher learning and get a job because this was also buying me some time because I don't know if you remember uh, the 2011-2012 situation was still being affected by the 2008 crash. Yes. So no one was like getting jobs. Z- and zero music education jobs because yeah. all the older educators were like, I'm going to sit right here. <laughs> because it was scary. They, were, they, weren't, oh, yeah. um, they weren't moving ahead and, and they were worried about their own security and their own finances. So the 20- That was when my sister graduated college 2011. So right. I watched that happen live. Impossible. Yeah, it was like, how the hell do you get a job right. at this so day it, and age? Exactly. So it made me feel inadequate. And it, again, triggered a lot of things like, I guess I must not be good. Um, the only jobs I could be getting were per diem jobs or subbing jobs. And it just was not my thing because I love to develop connection. I love to know people on an a close level. I like to understand people. Um, it just is my way. Yeah. That, so, that difference between transformation and transaction, like yeah. we might be able to get a transformation out of a one-time situation, but I can't that, guarantee that. And I know we will, if we work together for a prolonged period. Exactly. Of time. So it really made my heart sad when I was subbing. I didn't last long. One thing about me, if I do not like it, I do, I, I feel it out, but if it does not feel right, I, I can't give it more than a few weeks, a few months of a chance. And again, this is coming from me where I'm like very professional and all that, but I will not disregard my intuition. I will not stay in a situation unhappy. My happiness has always been top priority. Um, top priority. Like I just won't, but then I have the other side, the perfectionist side of me. That's like, Oh my God, what are they going to say? They're going to judge you. They're going to hate you. They're going to, and they probably are. They probably are judging you openly. Like, why can't you hold down a job? Why aren't you Claire? I mean, that's, (laughs) I I see that. That's no, I feel that. When you start connecting with psychics, little real, little reality dose. It's true. But it's it's true. true. It is true. And, and that was challenged. So in my early twenties, I already started feeling like, oh my God, I'm being challenged. So, um, and I felt that like that hatred and everything. So, oh yeah. Um, one thing leads to another and my life kind of works out like this. I don't know why. And I don't, I don't suggest that this happens for everybody, but I don't necessarily have to like plan everything kind of like leads into the next thing because I follow my intuition. Um, so when, when you're not following your intuition, um, you're not 
in total alignment, when you're not in total alignment, you know this, um, then it's harder to like follow the exact path for you. So while I was, I was about to say, it's because you're aligned. Yeah. Right. You follow right. your intuition. You stay on the I most know. aligned path for yourself. I and know. when you disregard your own needs and desires, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be attracting more shit that is not in alignment with your needs and desires. Right. And when I was young, I didn't know what that was. I just was like, Chelsea's doing her own thing.com. You know, like I'm just like that. Which is awesome though. Most people aren't, you know, they're conditioned and told not to do that. And whether you were or weren't, you said, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. I just, I, I cannot be unhappy for the sake of other people. I just can't. It's what a gift. Not, it's, I don't know though. It's been hard. Oh no, that's a blessing and a curse for Thank sure. You. But for yes. you at the end of the day, what a gift to know that you honor your own needs. Yeah. Yeah. And I, tr- listen, I try to be as kind as possible. I'm not, I'm not like F this, you know, of course, um, of course. But yeah, so uh, one thing led to another and I got a voice teaching job. Somebody, um, so I, I told this uh, one group, I, I'm going to, I had a back surgery. It's fine. Um, so I had a surgery and then I had to be off anyway. Well, this matters because it kind of aligned where I was off. And then during my recovery, um, one of my friends from college of connection that I made in my undergrad, where I felt like nobody cared about me, nobody liked me, blah, blah, blah. Um I made a connection with her and she was like, Hey, I'm pregnant and I need someone to take my voice coaching job. And so I stayed there a full year and built up my connections. And then I started building a studio in New York. And this is where like, this is my voice coaching season. So this was like truly, um, about 10 years in one area of New York and it was on Long Island. And I had a studio of when I left New York in the summer, I had like 40 students a week and I had to drastically like cut down because I was now transitioning. And I knew I was going to be in transition anyway. And that's what kind of fueled our move and fueled, you know, it was like a a couple of things. My husband got a job so that we could move and have like a better life, you know, Um, you know, a bigger house, all that. Um, but also I was very burnt out and I was discovering that I actually, um, have autism and have ADHD. Um, but of course it's a spectrum. So not a lot of people know what that looks like. Um, it looks like that, just doing that in the middle of an interview. Literally. Yes. Like there's six conversations going on in my head at the same time while you're talking. That's right. You're like staying quiet, right? You're staying quiet. Like, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm learning this. I felt also very disconnected from people. And I've always felt a sense of, you know, I have to be, this is now what was fueling why I always like followed my intuition because I I literally can't stand it because of my neurodivergence. So um, yeah, like it's great, great for me, but then also like undiagnosed for 32 years I learned this about myself and I, I have like a total collapse. Like I'm like, Oh my God. Cause the burnout happened first and I didn't know why I was so burnt out and why like uncover, uncover, uncover. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. a lot to get brought to the surface. Yes. Uh, you know, obviously I'm sure it wasn't all literally within like the same day, but at no. one time for, right. you know, it was, on the it grand was a, scheme of things. <laughs> right. It was a time period. And then, um, but in my, I, during this time in 2020, I also was going through an awakening, like huge awakening. My, um, psychic senses were 
coming on because I was also asking for it. I was like, okay, I'm ready to align with this. I'm not afraid of it anymore because I used to be so afraid of, of mediumship and speaking to spirit. And like, that was very frightening for me. So I was between two worlds. I was like a little Hannah Montana moment. So <laughs> was, it was it the like, best of both worlds though? That's the question. So I was, you know, full-time voice coaching and then I'm feeling this shift. Like, oh my God, I have all these gifts that are turning on. I've always known this about myself. I was always, um, you know, always very like witchy, gifted in that sense because, you know, I was born on Halloween and like the rest was history. Um, yeah, there's, I was like, you just oh. can't help that at that point. Right. It's destiny. I figured, oh, this is my blueprint. Great. And then when I was like nine, my friend was like, I think you're a witch. And I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. I think I am too. Told my parents and they were like, you're not going to be friends with that person anymore. Um, <laughs> Classic. Eventually, they all came to, um, you know, appreciate it and whatnot. But I've always been like this. I think I'm totally crazy in my family system. I think that they, they, you know, like, but, but whatever. The best so, people are. So, yeah. Um, so, I was always doing both. Um, I started doing uh, sound healing because I wanted to, I've, I actually always wanted to do that modality, but just never had the time. Finally got my set of bowls when I got here. And then I started doing sound healing events. Um, but I'd always been doing Reiki. I'd been doing Reiki since 2015, but keeping it hush-hush because in the music world, like, that's weird. So I had been kind of fighting this Jekyll and Hyde moment where um, I, I really didn't know where I was going to be, like, moving forward. And now I'm kind of in an alignment phase where I'm doing both, like, pretty successfully. So the thing with my voice coaching is I never was a one-size-fits-all Warm up, sing, be on your way. It's always been, okay, how are we feeling today? (laughs) And um, yes, the warm up, the technical aspects, but also encouraging people to be their best selves and to just dream. And I think so many coaches kind of like, I, I tend to be extremely optimistic, which can also be a flaw at times, but because <laughs> I'm like, sure, yeah, let's shoot for Broadway. But anyway, um, not some people idea. need that. Some people hey, listen, need that. some people do need that. And the got you is, into Columbia. So. Right, right. <laughs> but I've always been like very optimistic and always very encouraging for people. So that natural, like, you know, um, teacher kind of vibe that I had. You're a motivator. Yeah. Right. I've always been very motivating and loving. And, you know, once you're in my crew, like you're in my crew and I'm going to take care of you, you're, you know, I'm on call and all that, but the studio grew to be too big to be my authentic self. I couldn't take care of 40 people a week. So that was the draining part. So now I'm doing vocal coaching in a way that feels so much more aligned because I only have about 10, 12 clients right now, which is so helpful. And I'm able to now um, diversify the way I am actually um, impacting people. So I'm able to create a little bit more online. I'm able to have um, my podcast. I'm able to create just far beyond the scope that I I was used to. And it was just another kind of level uh, that I was at. And I think it's really you know, something to say that I could do that. I could transform that. I knew it wasn't working for me. Um, but the one thing when you work for yourself, you, you don't 
you can't tell anybody like, okay, I don't like this job anymore. I want to quit. It's kind of like, well, fool, you're in charge. <laughs> you have to figure it out. So um, I took this time. I, I was I've been working consistently, um, but I really took this time to kind of refocus and figure out what is it that I want to do? How is it that I want to impact people? How do I want to not necessarily be viewed, but do I want people to see the real me? Because there was a t there was a time that I was like putting myself out there on, on like Instagram and I was like curating it to be normal. So then like I had a little phase where, you know, I was trying to be like every other voice coach and it was just not my energy. So if you scroll back, everybody, um, yeah, take a look. A, there's a brief period where I pretend that I'm like, hello. Um, <laughs> I'm a normal person. I'm totally normal. Not an artist whatsoever. Just and it's uh, confusing when that actually attracts people. Oh, I know. Cause then you're like, Oh shit. Do I have to play that version I of myself? Know. So that's what was hard for me because a couple of reels like went viral on Instagram, just as like voice code, like something silly. Um, and I gained some followers from that. I gained some followers from my friend who was, uh, who has a following. And she said, you know, it was a whole thing. Cause yep. We were promoting an ebook together and like all that stuff. So I found people like coming to my page like that wanted that. And then I just burned out. I'm like, oh, my God, people want to see me like this. It's very scary. Well, yeah, then you then you have to like decide, do I want to be this person or do I just want less right. followers and to actually be myself? Right, right. So um, and the, the followers never meant anything to me. I was just like it actually uh, paralyzed me. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know what to do about it. And like part, part of it was, um, yeah, like that part was very stressful for me. And I just dropped off. I was like, peace in like January of last year. I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to create anymore. Um, I'm going to scale back and make sure I'm focusing on my real life, my real family, um, because I didn't have that balance yet. So long story, <laughs> even longer. Um, I'm here today in Indiana in Fort Wayne, which is the second largest city in Indiana. Thank you very much. Next to Indianapolis. And, uh, or Indy, as they call it here. I'm learning things. I'm learning things. I didn't know that. Um, I'm here now. I'm able to create and actually get in touch with my artistic self. So I feel actually in complete alignment with my childhood self, in a sense. Like, I feel very embodied in my 33-year-old body. I feel very normal for an adult but I also am in such connection with my inner child and I see how I'm making her happy. And oh, yeah, I, I know me too. Like I am so happy. And I think for a long time I wanted, even though I was doing the things that I wanted to do, I was still trying to please people with other things that I could control, like my hair color and um, not getting tattoos and not, you know, not, not expressing myself. Like, and, you know, I also was, like, wearing things that, like, made me fit into, like, the teacher role. Because you can't wear this as a teacher. No. Um, you know, a nice little wing. Um, eyeliner. Yes. yes. But, yeah, it's, it's just difficult to express yourself fully because you want to be appropriate. And I'm all about being appropriate and ethical. Um, so I was, like, again, two, two inner worlds were at war because I couldn't truly express myself. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, all of this, again, was like basically triggered by the birth of my child. I really started um, to get into alignment of like, where is it exactly that I want to be? And what do I want to show her? What's the example I want to put forward for my daughter? Um, so yeah, I am here. I'm healing. I'm, I do Reiki energy healing. I am a voice coach online. And actually, I just um, got a, a student in Fort Wayne. But yeah, so it's a nice healthy balance. I do some spiritual mentorship for some people, life coaching. Basically, I, I have a few expertises in just like helping people, um, whatever that might be. And then they come to me and it might be I might read some cards for them. I might do something psychic. I might just do a life coaching session. Um, but a lot of my clients span from, you know, those that ha are dealing with some trauma and need some care. Um, that eventually want to get to that motivated transformational stage, but they don't like I can take you from couch to 5k, but I'm not like and that's my expertise. I'm not necessarily just for the beginners and I'm not necessarily just for the people that are like, yes, I'm I'm transforming now. I've done all the healing. I'm actually that person that will hold your hand throughout that process. Um, and a lot of people I've had a lot of clients that have just absolutely transformed. I have seen such crazy transformation. And it doesn't matter if you're doing like a life coaching session, um, a healing session, anything. Finding that transformation. I mean, I do sound healing and then um, someone was like, I connected with my guides. I walked them from, to, through a meditation. I mean, just those little things where I'm like, wow, I can help people. Yes. That, that lights me up. So that's, that is how I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> I think all of that's amazing though. Like, I feel like the, one of the biggest things that I get out of that is just, first of all, you're fully following what feels best to you in any given moment, which is huge. Even when you feel those moments along the way of like, uh oh, I've stopped honoring it fully. Yeah. Those were the times that you checked in with yourself and got it kind of redirected. And also I love how just, you allow it to be whatever it wants to be. You know that yeah. you're here to be of service and it just shapeshifts as you evolve, which right. is so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, not necessarily what we hear all over the internet and everything today with like niche, niche, niche. It's like, yes. I, my niche is helping people. Um, it's not necessarily just being a voice coach. Right. It is doing whatever my gifts allow me to do that will support. Right. People. And and I try not to make it so confusing. Like I, I think really I hone in on like, I help you express the dream you have and yep. express your voice and be able to actually sing with your voice. So it's like multi-level, but I think, um, you know, it took me a long time to be okay with that. I was like, I should just be a voice coach. And I cut off the other things. So yeah, though I am following it, it is hard. You know, I want, I want people to know that it's hard having to let go of people that I felt were holding me back, um, letting go of people that are just not here to support me. Um, because on paper they're so supportive and like they check in on me and all that, but then the vibe changes and you're like, um, yeah, well, it's like, just cause you're able to now have proven that you can be professional in these ways that others didn't necessarily see as a profession, right. um, including yourself potentially at certain times, yeah. 
now you've kind of proven that you can, and that might bring some people back into the picture, but when they can't see that and you're able to hold that vision before it happens, I feel like that's a really tough spot to be in. It's like, I've already seen that happen. Like when I left my corporate job, you know, to your point, people are nice to your face, but we're, we can sense your energy. Like I literally know that you're judging the shit out of me right now and that's fine. And when you come back to me in six months, cause you see, I'm actually doing well. Can you not pretend like you didn't feel like that? Right. Right. <laughs> and the thing is like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in my healing stage with all of this, but you know, I will not allow anyone in my inner circle if I feel like they are um, just the, like if something shifts and I can feel like they are pulling back um, or not supporting me the way they were claiming to support me. I don't, I don't deal with that either. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I think that's the, the beauty and struggle of, of being able to be sensitive to energy and energetic shifts and like, yeah, your words are not matching the vibes right, you're putting off. Right, and I and as a healer, I feel terrible. I don't want to be like that to you, but I do have to draw my my line in the sand too, because that does hold me back. I know that having an important, like, strong crew around me who are all supportive, um, who do kind of like want to listen to my content or do want to like be a part of my life, right. and and I do inspire them in ways. Um, not saying like, oh, I have to be the pick me girl in my group, but I need that support. I it's mutual support. I right. feel like, oh, like absolutely. I, yeah, it's like, I want to be around people who believe in and support me. And I also want to be around people that I believe in and want right. to support as well. Right. It's like this self-generating engine, if you will, yes. like we're all energizing each other and I don't ever want to be drained by our relationship, but I also don't want to be the person draining a relationship. No, absolutely. And the thing is I can notice those energy drains so quickly, like so, so quickly. And so I think people then think, you know, oh, she, you know, thinks something of herself, but it's, it's like, I really am on my own thing. And I am so, you have such a limited time on this earth for each life. (laughs) it's such a limited amount of time and I know I hold a great vision of what greatness I want to bring to the world what healing I want to bring to the world lives that I want to change um the most inspiring person in my life was my aunt she was a teacher for 30 plus years in the same elementary school that I went to so always my guardian angel so cool and um she was again, like very similar. I I thought she was the best. I loved her so much. I thought she was the nicest, but a polarizing person because she was an activist. She stood up for what was right. um, Not necessarily for what was always to be expected and accepted in the school system. She fought for people. She stood up for people. Um, She was everything that I wanted to be. And that path is so hard to travel. And I hadn't realized um, that I was on that path. So she's a huge inspiration to me. And and a reason why I still teach, um, a reason why I still call myself a teacher. And I'm just, I'm just here to help people. I just want to help people feel better. Um, But again, that's like, it's weird. It's like, oh, you want to help people, but then you don't let people in. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that dichotomy, but it has to be people that offer me secure attachment, people that nurture me as well. Like I people can't. People that be- are willing to be helped also. Right. Right. I, yes. Ooh, that one. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not back to the energy thing. Like I'm not going to waste my energy on situations where I'm pouring it into you and you're like putting a wall up and it's just hitting it. I know. Oh my gosh. I've had so many friendships like that. And I stayed with friends that felt like that for years. Mm -hmm. I was actually in like a little bit of a standstill in my twenties because I just didn't know. And I offer them so much love and I really, there, there's no ill will, but I just felt so held back in that scenario with those people. Yeah. I think that's a a huge theme of 20s going into 30s like that yes. is something that everybody experiences to some degree I think in their 20s right. and right. 30s often it's just like that that reckoning with like okay this is what we once were and yes. we have evolved and grown and right. it doesn't mean there's been any love lost and right. do I want to continue you know showing up this way <laughs> and how hard is it to have that conversation with people Oh yeah. Even with yourself, it can be, because when nothing's quote unquote wrong, it's Mm -hmm. just not right. Just not right. Yes. Yeah. That's honestly, sometimes that's, I mean, no, to me, it's always harder than if there's like a blow up or, or something massive happened to tear up a friendship, a relationship, a a job, like whatever Mm -hmm. it is, that's to me at least so much easier than, than just being uncomfortable enough that you want to leave the situation. I know. And I know that some of us still try to create scenarios or some sort of blow up so that we can all point fingers like, well, it's this actually, but it was so much deeper. It's so much more. Um, And that's the thing when you're in tune with yourself, when you're in tune with your life's purpose, it's going to be polarizing. My husband said something the other day. It's not the best example, but it's an example because I said, listen, (laughs) I said, listen, well, because he's, he's, technically a problematic historical figure now but I said why don't people like I just want to be liked I want to like why can't I just do great things and and also be liked and he goes this is also one in the morning it's not you know genius level but he's like Chelsea do you think people loved George Washington and I was like not really like I think like do you think that he was liked and I'm like, I guess he, you know, and then he went on to say, people that are making a mark on this world, doing great things are going to be polarizing. That's just the nature yeah. of the beast. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk to people and you say, I love Lady Gaga. Uh, I could take her or leave her. You know, like people that are just being visible. And, well, I and- feel like the, from the historical context you just shared, like it's so easy, quote unquote, easy to look back now that we only have this like limited view, but in the moment, people are often definitely not appreciated for their genius no, and their no. polarity. How They're seen times? as just shaking the boat. And it's right. like, why are you doing that? <laughs> right. And that's the, those are the people that move us forward for the collective. Yeah. And so many times I, they're be, initiators, which yes. usually when people are doing things that's never been done before, 
most of the public is going to ask questions and be like, why are you doing this? It's never been done before. Right. And I don't think that I'm doing anything that's never been done, but we're coming out of a huge period of time where we were in like survival mode as a world. Um, And that energy was very much like you get a job, you (laughs) you get a degree, you get a job, you work nine to five, you come home, you drink beer in front of the TV, done. Like that's the vision. Wake up and do it again. Right. For 60 years. That's the vision. Exactly. And then you get your retirement. Great. Wonderful. Um, How's your body? Are you able to do anything with that retirement at this point? Right. Right. And the thing is like, I think the vision for me was always to be free, to always be able to create Um, and I never knew what that looked like necessarily. And and bit by bit, I'm actually getting, I'm getting more and more comfortable with the fact that like, yeah, I just do a little bit of everything. And I think that's fine. Um, you know, you're figuring it out as you go. Like you don't have to know what it looks like. You just have to know what it feels like each step of the way. And And does it feel right? Does it feel wrong? Does it feel good? Does it feel bad? And who cares? People still want to work with me in any of those capacities they get to choose. So it's also like the, the clientele that's also kind of saying like, can we do this today? Um, you know, so I, I just love being able to incorporate all that as well. Um, but finding yourself is, is hard. It's a hard thing because you have to be seen and you also have to like come to terms with the fact that like people are not going to like it Mm -hmm. and it's going to be polarizing. It's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to make people like hate you. Potentially. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's also, it's also the willingness to not be defined by a past identity and it's hard or That's, even a single identity yeah, it's like yeah. you literally have already been thousands of versions of yourself up to this point yeah why do you think you can't be a different version tomorrow it's true so true like that's you know we don't think of it that way but when you do you're like oh yeah <laughs> Oh, oh, right. I can, oh, you right. Know, like how many, how many times in high school were we like, yes, enact goth version, enact, yes. you know, like I'm going to, I'm the girl who listens to this music and right. does this thing and plays this sport. Right. And yeah. Look at my goth clothes. Exactly. Or like, yeah. Um, but mainly I was always a theater kid. So there was just no explaining that. Um, well, you're just to that point, you're a theater kid then. And then it's like, I'm just a theater kid. And it's like, wow, you actually are just a person who's in theater. Right. Right? That's a piece of what I do. It's It's not who I am. So there's just been, there've been a lot of iterations of me. So I, I had to kind of get out of it, out of that stagnancy to get back to how I used to play as a kid, how I used to just play with um, styles and shopping at different places and figuring out like what works for me, what works with, you know, my personality, who I really am. But I've always known as a teenager too, like I'm wearing something and it doesn't feel like me. I know that feeling. So um, I think just having that true sense of self helps, but yeah, it's been, it's been tough. It's not easy. It's, um, it's a lot of work and because it's a lot of work and it's tough and all that, that's why many people don't follow that path because it's just so much easier to just follow. (laughs) 
Sorry, I clipped it up. But yeah, I um, it's just so much easier to follow. It just it is. Ha- yeah, it's definitely not the path of least resistance. Yeah. It's just the path of greatest alignment. Right. right. <laughs> it's not easier though. That is for sure. Right. And that's something that I try to make as clear as possible with people that I'm working with as well. It's like, look, you're being brave by doing this. This is not the easier path, but it is going to be the more fulfilling one. And it is the one that does involve a greater level, in my opinion, of self-respect because you're not neglecting yourself every step of the way. You're showing up as you truly desire to in every moment, which is not easy. Exactly. And like being a coach that helps people find that, like... That's huge. Yeah. It's also scary. I would say, you know, like it's, it's also not easy from, right. Because they're, they're they're trusting you Mm -hmm. um, to help you find their own vision. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's very tricky. So, um, just doing it naturally on my own with like zero mentorship has been, yeah, it's, it's a challenge, but yeah, I've, I've been finding my most happiness and I try to follow what makes me happy. And once it stops making me feel happy, I pull back a little bit and then go to something else without attaching too much meaning to it. Yep. That's, that's the greatest thing that um, I'm trying. I'm, I'm naturally uh, trying to do it. I know that I'm doing it. Um, but it's also something that I have to continually remind myself of right now. It's not the easiest thing. Like don't attach to this, not a big deal. You're just doing what you're doing. It's a conscious effort to not attach meaning to things, but it's so liberating when you can just kind of release what you expect, all those expectations around things and just being like, why, why I'm the one putting meaning to this and it doesn't have to mean this. And literally no one else around me cared, you know, they weren't like, that's Chelsea, the voice coach, you know, Uh, it's like, I mean like, yes, but also it's not like um, my students all knew as I was making that transition, they were like, yeah, this makes sense for you. I'm like, are you sure you see me in this role? It's okay. And they all like teens to twenties, some thirties, Yep, this makes sense. You're doing that anyway. Why are you attaching so much to this? Because I was going through that identity crisis thinking that I was like, like vocal coach, you know? That's Um, so similar. I had a very similar experience where it was like, no, I was like, people are going to judge the shit out of me. And like, some of them did for sure. But like a lot of people also were like, yeah, that, that tracks. That's not surprising at all. You kind of are already like that. Exactly. And also when you're working around, like when you're talking to healthy people or people that are supportive of you, people that care about you, they're going to give you those responses that are like, that tracks, that sounds beautiful for you. I accept you. I support you. That and seems like a great use of your talents. Right? <laughs> right? Meanwhile, like, like, oh, it does? Right. So anyone that's listening, that's feeling like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. The people that are naysayers are the people that are not supportive of you and you should just stay away from them. Those are the people like it's literally black and white cut and dry you have people that are going to say no and people that are going to be like yes this is totally up your alley that makes total sense maybe some people you need to like convince and then they're on board and that's fine don't cut everybody out of your life but um there is a sense of 
the connections that you make with others where, where they are supportive, where they um, hold your hand through something, where they say, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not familiar with it, but do you? Yes. That, those are the people that are. I even remember my, my boss at my corporate job was like, honestly, that seems very fitting for you. And I remember being like, damn, that was not the response I was expecting at all. I mean, there was also that like, but like, can you not leave? What can we do? You know, that was folded into it as well. But it was to your point, it's like those people that see you for who you are, are going to see you for who you are. And they're going to support you. That's, it's not, you know, it's not as complicated as we make it seem. And it's like, that's where the attachment comes in in a different way Mm -hmm. of like, are you attaching to what you want a relationship to be? If it's not showing up in that way, why are you holding on to it? So right. Right. And I think so often our, our egos, I talk about this a lot, but our egos want friends, certain friends, Mm -hmm. certain types of friends. And then our intuition tells us if that friend is truly for us or not. Yes. Um, because I think sometimes, you know, like, especially in the music world, you're like, I have to be around musicians. That's my life. There's, there's no room for anyone else. I'm a musician. I'm supposed to be with musicians. And then no matter what, I'd be friends with some musicians. I'm like, we're not all aligned, you know? Yeah, these are musicians, but it doesn't mean that these are people that I want yeah. to be friends with. That It's like moms. Be. Oh, I'm a mom now, so I can only be friends with other moms. Oh, Lord. And then you meet the mom pool and it's like, oh. Like, wait, why am I not friends with the people that just didn't have kids that I was friends with before? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, right. And exactly. I think we all want connection in some way. And we don't realize that we can find that in in other ways. It doesn't have to look we get so obsessed with how it should look. Um, Like I'm going to make mom friends, and we're all going to be friends and they're going to have kids and they're going to be best friends. Like, life doesn't always turn out like that. And that's okay. Yeah. It's so funny that you're bringing this up too. I literally had a dream last night about this and I was wondering why, because I was like, that's random. No, no, no. Um, no so we could talk about it today. Yep. Um, and essentially I woke up and I had a situation like that play out in my dream, which doesn't often play out these days for me. So that's why it was like, that's kind of weird. Huh. And the thought that came up was, do you actually want to be at the table or do you just want to be invited to the table? Oh my God. Yeah. I don't actually want to sit at this table. I only wanted to be invited to this table and there is a big difference. And when you feel that conflicting feeling inside, that question seems important to ask. Do I actually want to be sitting at that table or did I just want them to like me enough to invite me to it? Yes. And I felt that so many times throughout my career, my friendships, um, you know, where I've wanted to live. I mean, it's, it's all like, what can I actually accomplish? And then realizing like, oh, I don't actually want that though. Yeah. Don't and sometimes it to. takes getting it to recognize that. Mm-hmm. But I do think as you, you know, do get into greater alignment and do tune into your intuition more, like it does become easier and easier to discern the yes. difference between yes. those two things. And discernment's been such a huge thing for me this, this year, especially moving, um, yeah. you know, and also meeting a new population of people, a different type of person. Very different it, demographic in right, Indiana than right. New York overall, I would imagine. Right. Um, and the thing is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty liberal. I uh, believe in rights, freedom, <laughs> you know. 
You know, just those little things. The huge. I believe in people being able to make their own choices um, and, you know, bodily autonomy for women. Like, I believe in all those things. Yeah. Most of Indiana does not. Um, And that's okay, Indiana, you do you. But it's important when you're in a place that's uh, mostly one way, you have to find the group of people that's the other. So it's actually helped me be more discerning with my my um, group of people because I think in New York also it's just like assumed everyone's going to be liberal, but that's yeah. not actually that's not actually true, especially yeah. when you get further out on Long Island. Um, and then I just found myself in a, in a, you know not really in alignment with certain people, just with certain views. And honestly, it is important to me. I hate that it's important to me, but it's important to me that that people have a good head on their shoulders and make choices that are aligned with, with, you know, the people that I love and myself. So, um, yeah, it's just been a really huge time of discernment and figuring out like, who do I really want in my life? What do I really want moving forward? Um, and just ask myself, I try to do like kind of a monthly recap around the full moon, new moon, um, just seeing like where I'm at and doing like little rituals. Last night, I just like had a candle going, just thinking about um, what I want moving forward and, and the kind of life that I want to keep aligning with and who I want to continue um, just connecting with more and what energy that I, I want to connect with more for myself. Um, so I, I tend to do those things too, just to make sure that I'm in, in complete alignment. This is turning into an alignment yeah. episode. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm, I do the same thing. Like those regular check-ins are huge because again, we evolve novel right. idea, right. but we do like, no matter how aligned you are, your right. alignment's still going to be an evolution right. and checking in regularly to make sure, you know, what you have set up for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. in your life is still supporting you in what you're wanting and needing and desiring is huge. Yes. To still have that faith that you are like, everything is conspiring for you, not against Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. to still stay in that, that understanding for your life path. And I think a lot of people just don't know that there is that understanding of alignment. Like, yeah. (laughs) Do you get a lot of people that are just like, confused help me where am I at they feel that transition they feel that pull but they don't know what's next oh yeah I mean I would say that's who I attract as a client intentionally that's what you do yeah (laughs) it's because that's where I was I I got to the point where I had neglected myself for so long unknowingly right I had no idea who I was and I had no idea what I wanted in life I had no idea what I cared about I had no idea how to even begin to reclaim that and so that's basically exactly what I support people with because I get what that feels like and I get how lonely and isolating and scary that feeling is because there's really only two options when you're in that place it's okay do I stay on this path that's like looking fine on the surface but is leaving me straight up empty inside or do I take this scary as hell path and figure out who I am knowing that that might look completely different than this image that I've created and portrayed for the past, you know, however long. Mm -hmm. Do most people know, I'm interviewing you now, do most people know some sort of idea of what they might want to be doing or do you channel 
what they should be doing, what their soul is actually imprinted with? I love that question. I do not channel directly Mm -hmm. is my answer. But I believe that kind of what I'm doing through my interpretations of astrology and human design is a version of that. Right, um, right, right. My gift is not my memory with those two. It's my interpretations right. and the fact that the way that I can share it with people lands in a way that it doesn't yes. from others. And what I find to be probably the most common thing that, that I get as feedback is that you have just validated something that I've felt and known deep yes. down. And I either pushed it away and tucked it down and mm-hmm. forgot it was there or Shoved I literally, like, yeah, like just cram it, <laughs> cram it in the back, back the closet and we'll get to it <laughs> if we ever have to, or they have felt that inside of them, but just disregarded it completely yeah, because no they thing. had no idea how to articulate it. They didn't know if it was real or not. Um, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's just validating. I'm not sharing anything they don't already know. It's like, oh, I probably wouldn't have come to that conclusion if you hadn't held the mirror up for me. Right. I recently had a birth chart reading around January. I went, so I have baby awakenings, big awakenings, all that. This was on the larger side for me. I (laughs) shook. I I was, yeah, it, it kind of broke me, but put me together. Yes. It humpty dumpty oh me all the way to Tuesday. I <laughs> love my that analogy. <laughs> I just came up with it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm pretty sure it's not an analogy either, but it's the word I used. Listen. It's a metaphor. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, they get what we mean. Exactly. Um, but yeah, um, so my whole chart was like, you're a spiritual teacher. And then I realized, oh, snickety snackety, I, I have to be doing something with this. And so I was like, maybe I need to be shutting off all of my voice coaching. But it's like, my voice coaching is so much more than voice coaching. It's that activation. It's people believing in themselves. That is spiritual teaching. Getting you to remember who the F you are, that's spiritual teaching. And for the longest time, I was like, I don't know, because I still do both. And I'm, I'm like very obviously well-versed with spiritual things and I'm connected and all that. Um, But I started to put so much importance on like one or the other. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing that was messing me up on planet earth. So right now I'm, I'm playing with both, but this birth chart thing was like, I was always a spiritual teacher in past lives that had to conform So I was probably, you know, a monk or some sort of nun, something where I had to be that person and I couldn't actually express myself authentically because I went that spiritual path, which makes sense because deep in my soul, I, my whole life, I'm like, I wish I could just go on a week long retreat, not talk to anybody, make that my lifestyle done, like hide away because I I tend to love that hermit phase in my growth. I love it. I love it. I don't always like to be like, I'm authentically expressing myself like everybody yeah. watch me um no it's it, sometimes it's easier to probably like move to a ashram and go live spiritually where it's accepted to live spiritually than it is in right, society right <laughs> right and so now I like I get this whole chart reading and I'm like I have a husband and a child and I don't want to I don't want to you know zip ripcord from my life but yeah I, I am now thinking like holy crap how do I 
um, how do I integrate this into my life? How do I integrate this um, into my practice? And because the thing about me is everything that I love, it's what I do. Everything that I do is that is stuff that I love and it's a part of my lifestyle. Like, yes, I have other things that I do that I don't coach or anything, but I tend to like to work with my interests. It just keeps my attention alive as an ADHDer. Um, and it keeps my, you know, my vision fresh for what I want in the future because it's constantly on my mind. Um, but that also leads to a little bit of fatigue, that work fatigue, like I'm constantly always on it. Um, so yeah, I try not to attach to too much meaning to everything anymore, but I'm also like, oh my God, everything's so meaningful. It's again, a set paradox. Yes. Paradox. It's, but it's like that life is complicated. Yeah. It's for us to um, look around and try to find it in uh, simplicity so that we don't lose our minds. And yes. Yeah. Just being an, an intelligent person that cares about these things, you know, it, it can drive you a little nutty sometimes. Um, <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah. And you do lose yourself and you have to find yourself again. So yeah, it's, it's been a journey and I'm still evolving. I'm going to still be evolving. Um, but I'm proud of where I'm at right now. I'm proud of the growth and, and the change because I can speak up for myself now. I can, I can, um, feel in complete alignment and uh, just feel a little bit better about this whole path without um, beating myself up about it. Like, oh, I'm the weird hippie of the family, um, you know, or I'm, I'm giving up. I felt for the longest time I'm giving up my college degrees. I'm giving up the thing that I trained for. How could I do this? But I had been training all along. I've been taking psychic awakening courses as well. I'd been doing Reiki energy healing, taking sound healing classes but also just like gravitating towards that so naturally. Like it just, something shifted in me from like wanting to sing every day to wanting to do healing energy work. Yep. It just was that shift. Um, I and just, I think that's what most people ignore. They yeah. have some calling in them and it's not what the rest of their life has been tracking towards on the outside right. at least. And it's like, are you going to be curious and listen to that? Yeah. See where it leads you without any, again, attachments or expectations, right. or are you going to judge it and not follow it and right. just continue doing what you're doing? Cause that voice is probably going to get louder and louder. Right. And I just saw my parents, my whole life, not really following any dreams or my dad saying like, well, when I retire, I'm going to work in the movie theater again. Cause that was like his heyday, the thing that he loved the most. Um, and they just never, went and did something. So I, I learned so much from that because it was sad to me. I wanted to see them shine. I want to see them grow and express themselves. And they just didn't get that opportunity in this life. They just didn't find it within themselves. They didn't have that mindset. Um, and not like they gave it to me either. I just was always curious. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think it's, that's like, a whole nother rabbit hole we could go down for sure. But I think about that often of like, sometimes it can be so challenging when you are a person who loves to support people and loves to see people living out their fullest expression when they're not. And I do think also at times, I think this, that that contrast is necessary and it is what actually does initiate other people 
to see why it matters so much. Oh, I don't want that. Right. I need to be living my fullest expression. And it's like, would we feel that way if we didn't have that contrast of seeing those examples? If I just had parents that were like living their dreams and everything, I think I might have been even more lost. Yeah. Because I never know. Yeah. Right. Because it's, it's this, um, sometimes, you know, I, I was an only child. So like, there's so much inspiration and imagination and I could go to those worlds and just kind of be in my own worlds. Um, so being an only child and also being neurodivergent, you know, I had plenty of opportunities to dream plenty of opportunities where, you know, I just have such a strong voice and strong vision for my life, um, that, you know, I can't ignore it. So though I would get in trouble growing up for my visions and for the things that I felt so strongly about, um, I just couldn't stop it. And it's led to a lot of pain, a lot of pain because there are going to be those people, especially within your family that, that do not accept you. Um, But I think that's what makes it so special too, because like Jesus wasn't super popular. I was, I, was trying to think of who the example was in my head. And that's who it was. Talk about polarization. Like Like Moses. (laughs) Moses was all, hey, I'm adopted. It's fine. And then has this whole vision and realizes he's Jewish, realizes he's got to help his people. Like his family hated him then. Mm-hmm. His family hated him. So I try to hold on to the the deities, the the gods, when I feel hated amongst uh, family or, or ex-friends or something like that. Because, again, you know, to do great things, that should have been the, the uh, George Washington quote. Moses, come on. It was not easy for that man. No. Yeah. I mean, really. The changing. Bible is full. The All of those, like, historical all, texts all are of full. These ca- all of these characters, all of these people yep. that are actually following their true alignment, no matter what people say. And how inspiring. And why can't Christians and why can't uh, people of other faiths see, like, oh, this is what these people are doing. Like, history is repeating itself. You're going to always have these, like, people with visions that are making something for their lives and trying to help other people. Like, don't put them down. Oh, I know. Like, they're, they're, they're repeating history. They're trying to push the needle and make it a more fulfilling experience for everyone. But it's fine. It's fine. Listen, when I studied classical music, um, Mozart, I learned, was was buried in an unmarked grave, you know? And oh, when yeah. You're studying, I was shook when I learned about Mozart. Right? When you're I was studying, like, wait, what? Right. When you're studying music, you're like, oh, my God, I, I'm, I'm singing all of his works. And he was, you know, like this amazing musician. And then you realize, oh. Yeah, like, he, oh, he was a child prodigy. That's what I know about him. And then you right, take classes right. and you're like, wait a minute. This right. guy was troubled. Oh, okay. You, right. Trouble. Right. And then people, people didn't really see the worth until they passed. So... Hey, listen, if people don't see my worth until I pass, it's totally fine by me. I'm not here to be recognized. I'm just here to do my thing. And in some, that sometimes makes people want to look because they're like, what's going on over there? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a wound that I had to heal, like this visibility wound, because I'm like, oh, God, people are starting to look. So yeah. I can't hide anymore. Right, if I'm right. doing this in a bigger way, people are going to see right. it. And it, right, it became a, a thing that I could no longer ignore. And I just last night during this ritual, I was like, oh my God, this thing that I've been, I, I just put it on my stories where I was like, guess what? <laughs> like I was just, that's a wound. 
not being wanted, not wanting to be seen, not wanting to be heard. Um, I, I, but I was always just like afraid of singing in public, afraid of like, not always, but it started to actually happen when I was in college. And so I was just like accepting like, oh, this is who I am. Let me change careers so that I don't have to worry about this glaring issue anymore. And then I realized last night, oh, screw, this is a wound. Yeah. I'm a closet singer. Yeah. We love closet singers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Like, it's it's real. And I I get that. Like, I literally am a closet singer. That wasn't even a joke. So, I mean, it was, but but it's true also. Like, I I don't sing full volume unless I am alone. Yeah. And I don't have a bad voice. I have, I believe you. (laughs) I believe you. I have students that um, wouldn't go online with me. All love, all light. Wouldn't go online with me because they were like, oh my God, you wouldn't be in the room. And like, I would have to just be singing alone at home. I can't do that. I can't do that. It was like, because it's like this, just this mm-hmm. setup. I'm like, okay, now don't worry me. <laughs> but like, that's yeah. really a lot. That's a lot to ask people because I think so many of us need that that in-room coaching. Um, I so, need yeah. to feel that your energy is like carrying me and supporting me through this. Yeah, Right, right. And I think experiencing me with you, accompanying you, it is a different experience for sure. Um, but I think also the right people that, um, I am meant to coach online will be in that same kind of box where they, it doesn't matter necessarily, but for those young people that are just trying to audition and, you know, they need that encouragement and they need the live accompaniment and they need that support. So, you know, that part was also like, kind of like, what am I going to do with my life? Cause now I'm deciding to move and, and I don't want to not have any clients. So it's always just like finding and, and repositioning. But now I've really um, taught myself, I can, I really can do anything. And that's what challenges are here for. They're to teach you that you really can do anything. And it, it's to make you stronger, your mindset stronger, your own, you know, self-concept stronger. Um, because there's no way you can make it through a fire and, uh, you know, with wounds, but then like moving past that without saying like, okay, but I made it through. Yes. But did I die? <laughs> you know? So it's, it's for just sure. about that for me. I'm trying to continue that work and, and help people and just all that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I would, I, I do want to ask you, this is a yeah. big question I know, but just if you could give just one piece of advice to people who are scared to use their voice, what, what would that be? I know that's a loaded question. People that are scared to use their voice. We've come here to express ourselves. Like that is one thing on earth that is true. You wouldn't have been put here. You, and this is for the more spiritual crowd, but your soul was put here to learn lessons and to be seen and be heard. And truly, we are all supposed to be celebrities if we didn't have those wounds of being seen and heard. So if you're feeling fearful to express yourself, I want you to to kind of dive into that feeling of what is it that makes me scared to share my voice? What is it that is triggering me to feel fearful and being visible? Because behind that, yes, there are a bunch of reasons, but 
you are in control of your life. You are the one driving the ship. And once you get over the fact that people are looking, people are watching, all of that, that actually gets you into your celebrity status. And um, it's also not to take yourself too seriously. Sometimes we think like, oh, I, you know, like I to express myself, I have to be perfect. That's also an illusion. Perfection is an illusion. We are never going to be perfect with what we do, what, with what we put forward. The content we make is going to upset some, please others. Um, the things that we sing will upset some, please others. But as long as you stay true to your inner voice while expressing your outer voice, that is the thing that's going to continue moving you forward in life to achieving your dreams, to achieving that vision. Um, but I always start with where did that wound start and trying to heal that because that's a big thing. Um, you know, oh, sixth grade, I was told like, I'm not gonna get into the talent show because, okay, so I used to dress crappy because I was 10, you know? Like I'm not gonna keep that vision in me and go like, well, I'm a bad dresser, no. No, I'm a little fashionista. I've always been like since I could pick out my own clothes. But the inner child that's wounded that says, oh, I was made fun of because I was wearing a star two piece. Like, you know, <laughs> it was so embarrassing. It was the 90s, Chelsea. Get over it. You know, like, yes, you're going to be OK. So much of that holds us back are those inner wounds from being being a kid, being told we can't. You know what, though? Those people were jealous from the beginning. And we used to feel like as the outsiders that we were um, bullied because we were the, like, the losers or like, you know, no, we've been intimidating because no matter what, I always had a heart of gold. I always like stood true to my vision. Like beating to your own drum is gonna look weird. Like Betsy Johnson, people think she's crazy and weird and out there. I love her. I love her house. I love everything. I love every way that she expresses herself. And I think it's so important to know, like, again, great people doing great things are going to be polarizing. You yep. just have to share your vision, your voice, the things that you want to share. Um, and you're more in charge of your life than you think. Yes. So honestly, celebrities are a great example of the yeah. polarizing. That is a great yeah. point. Love that. Yeah. Love I, that. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm not, I don't care for Kim Kardashian, but you know what? If I were in a room with her, I'd be like... I'm intimidated. Oh my Hell God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I was thinking about it and it got me to realize, wow, so many people that we kind of like hate, love, love, hate relationship or like hate. And then it's like, you're intimidated by them. That's scary. Like you see them achieving things. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> they're also, they're not giving two shits that you're yes. judging them. That they're the continuing goal. To live as they were going to, whether you existed or not, yes. because we can't control other people's reactions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, so that's, yeah. that's it's, the thing. I realized it last night, actually. I was like, wait a minute. We are all supposed to be like feeling like celebrities. And mm -hmm. somewhere along the way, we lose that confidence. We lose that drive. I like it. Pretend you're a celeb and you'll just yeah. do whatever the hell you want to. Yeah. Why not? Who cares? No, one's, no one cares. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, the last thing I do want to ask, cause I want to make sure that we share this. I'll put any links obviously in the actual notes section, but how are you supporting people today? I know you've talked about it some, but like 
do you want to talk about your specific offerings or any upcoming events that you've got going? Like where can people find you? What's sure. the deal? So you can find me at the voice, Witch on Instagram, my, my website is the voice, com was taken very sad for me. That's okay. Mm. We move on. We Hate align. to see it. It's okay. <laughs> um, so right now I'm working with people one-to-one containers for voice coaching. Um, but really it is, it is everything and it's very fluid. <laughs> so if you need 10 minutes to cry about your future and then, you know, we warm up and, and do all of those things. I also have a yoga certification. So I incorporate um, yoga into my singing so that people's bodies feel warm and ready um, because the voice and the body are interconnected. It's a um, vessel. Yeah, exactly. So um, I tend to work with people one-to-one. Um, I only have room for like one or two more clients at this time online. So it's not actually on my website right now. So if you would like to book with me, um, you can DM me on Instagram or email me um, because I'm, I kind of hid it away because I don't have much more capacity. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm usually digitally creating on Instagram. So you can find me there. And then in Fort Wayne, I am building um, kind of a healing legacy. I'm, I'm attempting to, attempting, I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> my What's second, the difference, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Lie to yourselves. Be delusional. Yeah. Fake it till um, you make it, babies. Right, right. Uh, you know, um, I'm not uncomfortable with vulnerability. So Thursday, the 23rd, which is, you, you can talk about the 23rd. The energy. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for an Instagram post. Yeah. Pluto's moving. Claire's Insta. So, um... On the 23rd, if you are in Fort Wayne, um, I'm going to be doing a sound healing event. It's a dare to dream event where I'm going to be manifesting, helping manifest, putting it out there, meditating um, everyone's dreams. So we're going to go through a meditation while I'm sound healing. And while my co-host of my podcast and also a dear friend of mine, Kenyatta Abdul-Aziz, she's going to be doing energy healing. So she goes around the room like a little ninja, amazing, just sending those healing vibes. And it really raises the vibration of the room and people are able to actually connect with their guides. It's it's a deeply healing event, like one that I am so proud to facilitate because, I mean, it, there's not a lot of that here. Like I am truly, you know, and at times it feels very... Um, very scary, especially in a in more conservative state. It feels scary to be seen in that way. So focusing also on the online spectrum so that I can feel that balance. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm doing that. And then I have a podcast that drops every Wednesday. It's called Brood and Seasoned. Um, and it's a spiritual podcast about awakening and healing. And my my co-host, Kenyatta, um, she and I host this every week. We drop it every Wednesday at 5 a.m. So you can catch it in the mornings um, or on your drive home, drive to work, drive home, um, any of those things. We try to keep it short within 30 minutes. Um, but we're constantly giving like life tips and tricks. And also we're going to be diving into awakening, healing those wounds, how to do it, because we both, ne- we really didn't have mentorship. So we're looking for something that people can um, use as a tool to kind of keep them on track with their journeys, with their own growth um, in a really passive way that feels easy and aligned and good. Um, so just something to completely serve people. I, I didn't want to put out a podcast that was just like, hi, it's Chelsea. Get into it. You know, like <laughs> I Welcome. wanted to make sure, right. Like it's the me show. I wanted to make sure that I really was serving a community and I really was helping people 
Because I think when you when you get into the social media game, it tends to be like, am I, what am I, an influencer? I don't know. What's the be. motive? Yes. Yeah. So it was never my motive to be an influencer in any way. I just happen to be using influence to help people. So I try not to like align with, you know, like, let me take me, let me do a little photo shoot with my yeah. hair. Buy this brand. Right. You're right. Like yeah. I'm, I'm repping Jennifer. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Right? Do you get those DMs all the Don't time? Don't even I, talk about Gemiful. Sorry. If they DM me one more time. I know. I get DMs all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. They always want, but like. Uh, but like, what anyway. is this? Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Okay. Gemiful. Um, But you know what? All love and light. All good. <laughs> Carry on. So I'm working in that capacity. And then I also do, um, I do tarot readings and tarot. So I do readings and coachings and that's more a la carte. So I will do that. Um, people need that, you know, once a month, certain people. So that's a container that's always open and always available. So I always make time for that type of work. Um, and yeah, that's basically the, the modalities that I'm offering right now. But of course, I'm also a Reiki practitioner, sound healer, um, yeah, voice coach, singer, all those things. But yeah, in those in those three ways, you can see me in Fort Wayne locally for sound healing. You can go online for some voice coaching holistically um, or do an a la carte voice uh, or a la carte tarot session um, with coaching where we kind of see what's in alignment, what's in the stars, what do you, you know? Um, yeah, all that good stuff. What do you need to receive most, right? Right, exactly. It's always about what, right. what's, what are you needing to receive with those right. types of messages? Exactly. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you. This was so fun. This I, was awesome. I chatted oh. quite a bit. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much though. Like I know listeners, you guys are going to love this one. Like please <laughs> like it, rate it, review it. Let us know. Yeah. Message us. We both yeah. love to chat on Insta, as you know. So I will see you guys on the next one and you can find Chelsea in the show notes. Mm-hmm.